Good evening, everybody. How are you this evening? Good evening to you. Thank you for tuning in on tonight's episode of Critical Conversations with yours truly, LHG. I need you to go ahead and like and tag and share and do all those wonderful things. We are almost at 1,000 followers on Facebook. Thank you for all of your support. Thank you for being here and being the biggest part of what I do because connecting to you is what keeps this going and what makes this extra special because we have to realize we're not in our lives alone unless you choose to be unless you choose to be. There's people, whether it's in social media, in your community, in your family, in your friend circle that love you, that care for you. So and this particular time of the year is not easy for everybody. Let, let's put that that bookmark right there. So although everybody is is singing fa la 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 and we're decking the hall, some people, you know, aren't in the best mood. So we have to be sensitive to those who have troubles and turbulence around this time of the year. And so we're praying for you as well. Let me go ahead and make sure that I'm sharing to all of our platforms. So bear with me, everybody. Because something is always going on technically that I don't always understand. I am learning. I am growing. So let me make sure I am sharing everywhere that I can share. And then we will get started. My sister Sunette is coming in today as well. Shout out to the Girl Chat Weekly crew. We'll be back Tuesday night. If this platform has been a blessing to you in any way, whether it's Girl Chat, Power Hour, this particular show, I would love to know that. Shoot us an email at trailblazers with a Z, radio at gmail.com. We're going to start posting our testimonials on our website. What we do as a unit, it blesses us. Uh, but it blesses others as well. We want to know that. We would love to know from you uh, that you're enjoying our content. I know I can speak for me since I've started podcasting and giving myself a voice. Uh, I feel better. I'm not saying that I'm living a life with no pain, with no trials, no tribulations. I'm not saying that. What I am saying is when you talk through some things and you have a plan and you get amongst people who really care for you genuinely, you can see the light at the end of the tunnel. Uh, so thank you for being that light for me. Uh, thank you for sacrificing your time every Saturday and uh, Monday afternoon and Tuesday and all those wonderful days that we get together and talk about what's on my heart and what God gives me. I don't take it lightly. I don't. Trust me, I don't. So today's topic is time waits for no man. What are you going to do? I'm going to pray. I'm going to bring Sunette, my sister, up, and then we're going to engage in some conversation. Please tag, please share. I am on YouTube, Critical Conversations with LHG. I want to build up that community and on Facebook as well. So thank you, thank you, and thank you, Father, in the name of Jesus. Oh, Whew, what a wonderful God you are. I thank you, God, for the gift of this new day, a day that you've made. And so my choice, regardless of issues, circumstances, challenges, trials, or tribulations, is to rejoice and be glad 
in it. I am grateful to have waken up, woken up today. I'm grateful to have the activity of my limbs. I'm grateful that all five senses are working, even though my teeth hurt today and my teeth have been backsliding. And God, you're going to give my, my teeth some salvation and we're going to put them on the stick and shut in list temporarily. But God, yet I'm here to do what you've called me to do. Mm, mm, mm. Thank you, God, for allowing me to operate in this lane that you've given me for for walking in my purpose, for doing what you've called me to do in this season. God, I thank you. Even though I don't always feel adequate or worthy, still I press because I feel you in it. I feel your presence in it. And it feels good to me and it's healing me. It's healing me in every area of my life, physically, mentally. I thank you, God, for a new perspective. I thank you, God, for a fresh outlook on life. I thank you, God, that even as this year comes to an end, it is not over. That miracle signs and wonders are going to, to be even in this next 15-day span. I thank you, God, for a supernatural release, God, financially opening doors of opportunity for us, God. I thank you, Lord, that you are connecting us with like-minded, spiritual-minded, Holy Ghost-filled people hmm, who genuinely love us and care for us and that you're showing us the wolves in sheep's clothing. They're one by one. They, they, they ain't even calling us no more. And we wonder where they at. Don't chase them, said the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. I thank you, God, for my guest that's going to spend some time with me. Bless Sunette and all who are watching and listening, whether it be live or through replay in Jesus' name. Amen. Let me bring up my girl. Let me bring up my girl. Sunette. Girl, let me tell you something. Have you ever had a toothache? Yes, God. The I got devil everything. I don't understand it. it. You know how you know how I just I just I just reached car note free living, and my my car has about seventy five no about seventy nine thousand miles on it. And similar to vehicles, once you pay it off, seem like things start going wrong. Yes, God. I think humans have mileage too. Mm-hmm. And we these heathenish backsliding teeth of mine. Over over the night, through the night, I felt this throbbing. I have had more work done on my teeth in the last three years than I had in my whole life. I said, Lord, right. what is this? What are you taking me through? These teeth right here, I said, what kind of sin have my teeth committed to have me in this kind of pain? And it's funny you say that because like when we're younger, no mind the candy, at least I say for me, I ate candy where I, would, I had a... But you get older, you eat less candy and your teeth hurt more. But you know what? I, I I don't know. I have been eating not so much candy, but I like pound cake. So maybe the thing is, it's not just candy that gives you cavities. It's sweet stuff, period. And everything got sugar in it. Even like what I found that was weird, they told me that like, well, I'm not a diabetic, but like diabetics can't even eat like, or they have to be mindful of like corn. Ooh. Natural sugar and corn. They can't eat it the way a regular non-diabetic eats it. They have to eat it. Our diet, what we eat, the things that we don't even realize have sugar could be working against us and perhaps 
and I have to do some teeth research. Do we have any dentists out there? I need to get you on, on the stage. Perhaps the things that we're eating that we don't even think have sugar in them are working against right. us because I do eat some candy. Now, as a kid, I was a chocolate fanatic. Now I don't do as much chocolate at all. I can't take it. It's too rich for me. But I do like pound cake. I do like pie and an occasional piece of candy. But I have had more root canals. I feel like asking the Lord, do I even need teeth at all? I don't need teeth to worship God. I give right. God a whistling praise. Thank you, Jesus. Okay. I wonder if I even need them. Sometimes you got to throw the whole mouth away. But that too started thriving in the middle of the night. I called on Jesus and any available disciples, even Judas. If you are available, Judas, I need some Orijel. Amber everything. I couldn't believe it. It was like a, it was like a, woom, woom, woom. like your teeth have a heartbeat. That's how much pain. Woom, woom, woom. So I've been popping Tylenol like it's candy. I've been popping, you know, my prescriptions for my arthritis, just trying to get some relief. So right now, right now, the Lord is healing my tooth. It's not thriving. That's why I came on early, y'all. Normally I come on at five. But when that tooth calmed down, I said, let me get on in here. Because I don't know. This thing is unpredictable. But right. just like a, a vehicle starts to break down and stuff starts happening, the more the more miles you get, I think the human life, <laughs> the human okay. teeth, the human eyes, so that we're going to have to start doing some things and, and we're going to get on topic. And it kind of is. We're going to start doing things that are, will preserve our teeth, whether it means avoiding certain foods. I can't crunch. I haven't had a good potato chip. I got a bag of cheddar and sour cream ruffles in my back seat right now. Thank you, Jesus. But I can't even eat it. Because if a piece of that chip get up in that open tube. Lord Jesus, no. I need a medical alert bracelet that says bad teeth on board. Bad teeth. If you see me on the ground and my turban is rolling down the highway. Check my bracelet. And if it says bad teeth, get me to an emergency dentist. Call my family in that order. Because these teeth have been acting like heathens in this season. So since we put people on sick and shut in, can we put body parts? I put my teeth on the sick and shut in list. Okay. Asking the saints of the most high God, if you know the words of prayer, Keep well, can I just add this to your prayer. thing too? Sometimes it's the teeth, yes, but I learned this about me. When you have some type of neurological issue, nerve oh. pain, that could trickle down into your teeth. And so I do. I do, Sunette. Now that you say that, I do have nerve pain. As a matter of fact, not just nerve pain, I have sinus issues. Yeah, all that because when you have sinus problems, that affects your teeth. Because that post nasal drip that go down the back of your post nasal drip, it does something like it erodes your teeth. And let me tell you what else I've figured out. And I've talked about this before. When I was working, because my job was so stressful, I did teeth grinding in my sleep. Yeah, you got to get that protective so you don't grind. And I was grinding them so much, y'all. That I don't have any cartilage in my jaw over here. 
it's bone on bone. They, they call it TMJ. Yeah. There's no, whatever it is the average person has in their jaw that cushions it from opening and shut. It's bone on bone. So now I started doing it on this side. And that comes from stress. Stress can cause so many problems in different parts of your body, from your teeth to your migraines to your blood pressure. It's crazy how mental stress and mental turmoil can can trickle down into other areas of your being and have you jacked up. And also, you got to realize I found this out after the fact. Certain medical procedures, like when I got mm-hmm. sick 20 years ago, I had a seizure stroke within a coma, and they mm-hmm. had to put a breathing tube in my mouth. Ooh. And when they put it down there, it messed up my teeth. Whoa. And then they had to put it in my throat, and I have to scar oh, my throat. Yeah. And then think about it, when you're sick in the hospital, they're mm-hmm. not focused on brushing your teeth. And if right. they do, they don't do a good job. Right. They do the, it looked like a little sponge right. on a toothpick. And they just rubbed across your teeth and then keep moving. Wow. So that, that's what messed up my back teeth is when, because my back teeth are fine. I had cavities. But mm-hmm. once I got that trach and that came out, mm-hmm. my teeth were chipped up so bad. Now, wow. they didn't do it on purpose because so they were trying to save my life. Uh-huh. So I, it's not like it's a lawsuit type of thing, but it's okay. like, damn, you, you had to save my life like that? You had to mess up my teeth to save my nigga life? I, yeah. I was a little heated. I was mad. I ain't gonna lie. I was like, dang, how am I gonna kiss me? And I'm thinking stupid. I'm like, ain't no boy or man gonna want to kiss me with a jacked up teeth? Girl. <laughs> Instead of being worried about being alive, I was worried about getting a kiss. But 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 sometimes we we like to have a good cosmetic look, whether it's teeth, yeah. whether it's hair. That's just what we do. But I have it's just crazy how I would rather go through childbirth than a toothache. Because <laughs> this thing, I never this had thing woke me up out my sleep. <laughs> this thing, this thing woke me up out my sleep. I've been I was in my sleep popping typing off. Just in the dark, where is the time and all? Because it was just hurting that bad. And mm. and you bring up a great point, Sunette, because I think that when we talk about wholeness and health, which is what this show, this platform is based on, my therapist introduced me to what's called the seven dimensions of wellness. And let me find my article so I can remind y'all of what they are because this is what this whole podcast was created around and the the dimensions change depending on who you go to as far as what universities you go to but they're basically physical emotional intellectual social spiritual environmental and occupational so when we're talking about physical wellness most people think okay exercise and diet and that's, and that's a big part of physical wellness. But even getting down to going to the dentist. Right. You get your doctor. Everything. everything. And the so doctor, doctor, all of them. 
Yes. Yes. Not neglecting going to the doctor. I can't stand going to the dentist. I go to the doctor, but it's something about the dentist. But when you don't go, here go our girl. Hey, Simone. Oh, look at that pretty girl. You cute. You cute. Hey, girl. You cute, girl. Hey, girl. How are you? Welcome. How was your day, Simone, at work? Good. Can y'all hear me? Good. I'm Great. sending you hugs, girl. Don't tell, ask if you need me. I'll do a drive-by and run that person over for you. So, Nat, no, we're not doing that. We got that. If we're going to do that, you got to swap her up, too. <laughs> Look, I, I believe in the hit and run when necessary. I'm in a wheelchair. What they going to do? It was an accident. Talking about wellness, and I'm breaking down the seven dimensions. For those that have never watched this show before, just kind of give everybody a history of why am I here? Why did I decide to do a podcast? It happened even before I came to Trailblazers. I started doing Facebook Live videos and I did a video at a public library in Warren and we talked about cyberbullying. I grew up in a time where I didn't feel like I had a voice. Many of us walk around in silence because we don't feel as though our voices mean anything. But when you hold on to your pain, when you hold on to your trauma, it is festering inside of you. The body keeps the score when you don't tell the story. So while you think you're getting over it by being quiet, you are going through in your body and in your mind and it's manifesting itself in different ways and how you deal with people. You wonder why you have a quick fuse. Many of us have a quick fuse because we ain't dealt with some stuff. We ain't dealt with some stuff, y'all. So I, I can't... don't like fighting, but I'll go to town verbally on you. And, oh. and but you know what? And sometimes verbal discussions are okay, but sometimes we we let people have it that don't deserve it because there's some pain that's deep down. And what I've learned about about pain and about trauma, it doesn't know who to direct its itself to. And I've learned that the most in marriage. If you do not deal with your own individual trauma as a single person and you go down the aisle in your beautiful dress and your wonderful tuxedo, the trauma is following you. It's an invisible visitor. And then in your relationship, little by little, those little outbursts and those little attitude issues and those little things that those microaggressions as we call them will pop up and you wonder where it came from a lot of it comes from our childhood we're not talking enough as children many of us grew up in a household where we couldn't talk it's not about anything like this we were told to be quiet speaking with something to when i call you you answer other than that i shouldn't even know you were wrong but we're flipping that now now we're 2023, we need to acknowledge the voices of our children, each other's voices, and have these discussions so we can release some stuff. We got to release some stuff, y'all. So we were talking about going to the dentist, Simone, and I put on my page how bad my teeth have been hurting. I found myself teeth grinding again. It woke me up. 
teeth grinding for me comes from stress. There's something on my mind that I'm trying to figure out during the night. And the pressure of it all makes me bite down in the back of my mouth. And I caught myself doing it. And what it did was it irritated some teeth that are already in need of, of work, which I got a, a opening on Tuesday I'm going to. Do I want to go? No. Do I need to go? Yes. They can put me on there. They can give me some laughing gas, whatever. But these teeth are on fire. We got to care for ourselves, y'all. Make no doctor's appointments. Get your blood pressure checked. You can even go to the local pharmacy and get that done. Even I know up here in Connecticut, the grocery store that has a pharmacy in it, they have that little machine you can fit in and See? stick your arm in. Now, it's not 100% accurate. Right. It gives you a good enough idea. Like, if you, it tells you what to do and that you know whether or not you should go to the doctor or not. Yes. So I want I want to talk to people really briefly as we get to our topic about doing things differently in this time of our lives. We cannot neglect going to the doctors, whether it is for physical pain or mental pain. Pain is pain. It's like you go to the ER when you when you break a leg or you sprain an ankle, you should be seeking help when you were in mental turmoil, anxiety, depression, post-traumatic disorder. Yes, all of that. And don't feel ashamed. And don't let anybody make you feel as though you ain't saved because you have a therapist. Come on. I got a free road up there. Send them to me. Send them to me and I'll I'll deal with them. Because you know the funniest thing that gets on my nerve when some people say that happened so many years ago. Get over it. Mm-mm. When someone says get over it, I'm like, really? You get over it. Uh, the only way I can get over it is punching you in your throat. That'll help me get over it. <laughs> and if I punch you in your throat, then it's a problem. What? That would be a problem. That would be a problem. And But that was the easy way out. The easy way to, to address it back in the day was to say, Okay, you're get over it, or you must be in sin. You must have done something wrong that created this issue. And that's real. I call it a religious spirit. It's a stronghold. And I am not saying that the power of prayer doesn't exist. It does. I know that to be true in my life. But there's also an element of clinical help that I believe God wants us to obtain to go with the spiritual so we can maneuver through this life. We have not arrived at the gate yet. And I can't stand when we be so extra churchy and so heaven bound that we're no earthly good and we're suffering down here. Yeah. We're yeah. suffering down here and we're not talking about it. And I'm, I'm tired of that. And that was my main my main objective in, in doing critical conversations critical meaning like in the hospital when someone is in ICU and they have to limit your visitors everybody can't come to the ICU it's it's immediate I've been through that I I I had that problem where and when they came in they had to dress up in a hazmat suit yes that's how critical it is for that yeah I had to trach and everything I had to tube in my throat I mean I had tubes where tubes don't belong let's say that 
But that means if you're in a, a place in the hospital where someone has to put on equipment, that means they're trying to preserve your life because just the smallest germ or bacteria could take you out. Yeah. But, the, but that's me, how critical it is in our discussions. But if they don't explain holding to is you so that, critical. Though, if I'm sorry. Right? No, I was saying if they don't explain to you oh. in detail why it's like that, it's hard. Like from like I said, I woke mm -hmm. up from a coma. So I had I know I went to sleep mm -hmm. and it was July. I woke up in October. Wow. So so, money, girl. so in that much time, I'm like, sorry, that's my computer phone thing ringing. So it's okay. to go through all of that and wake up like, why is that? Why am I got all these tools? Yes. I'm here tripping yeah. over a heart monitor over my tattoo and I couldn't talk. And I'm writing down, you stole my voice box. And they're like the tubes and the trait. So yeah, they couldn't explain that. to me because it would cause me to go crazy. My blood pressure was skyrocketing. So right. they had the family couldn't even tell me what was going on. And they had but to do it. Oh, when you're in that position and your life is on the line and your life is in the balance and they have to watch you and they're going they're coming in every so many minutes to check your vitals and make sure your your everything is what it should be and you're alive. It's the same thing in a spiritual sense. If you don't take care of your mental capacity and you get in critical condition where can't nobody talk to you, you have a nervous breakdown. And I didn't even think that existed until I had one. Right. I know what a nervous breakdown feels and looks like when you're not even yourself. You've become so overwhelmed with life that you don't know what you're doing. I have been there a couple of times. But and what has happened? And look, and with all the medication they give you to help you, it helps one thing but cause another problem. Else. And that's the thing. You have to be careful and read the labels. Talk to the doctor about what they're prescribing you. My mother had a pill book when I was little. And whenever someone would prescribe her something, she had a book uh, that she would, she would read up on what it was. So you can't just accept, just face value what they give you. Yes, the physicians have the knowledge and the degrees, but you need to take a stand and say, well, what is this? And does it have a direct, you know, what, what happens when this medicine and this medicine come together? Because right. the side effects can sometimes be worse than the original condition. So now we have to take a stand and say, in my health, even in going to the doctor, let me read upon what you're giving me. Because some of these physicians, some of these hospitals want to hurry up and get you out of the emergency room. But if you ever noticed that they don't. Their goal is not to fix the problem; it's to treat the problem because it's the money. The pills are a business. Yes. So their ultimate goal is to sell you pills. Right. That's the it's whole pharmaceutical world. Yes. Instead of fixing the problem, because let's let's be clear. I mean, I low key think there's a cure for cancer and a lot of these other things in AIDS mm -hmm. because. 
you look at someone and I'll give Mike Magic Johnson an example. He has money, so he has access to more than what the average person has. Right. But on the same token, there's a lot of other people living longer. Mm. So they're able to help them live longer, but there's no cure for AIDS yet. Mm. Make it make sense. There has to be, you know, you'll never have 100% sureness you're cured, Mm -hmm. but it has to be something out there that can help you to do better. You would think. But it's all about, you know, they want to be able to, when you keep going to the doctor, they can bill for that. When they say, like, and I heard that some of those pills goes upwards of a thousand dollars a pill. Oh, yes. Think about it. If you ever looked at your, um, when you get your records from your insurance, how much did they charge you for a Tylenol? For one Tylenol, is as little as eight dollars. And mm-hmm. I think the most I seen was like twenty dollars for one Tylenol. And because everything is broken down by the the medicine, even a pair of footies has a cost. Everything when you go to the hospital, I've been looking at our medical bills since I've been off my job, and I'm dealing with the Cobra insurance and not my you know regular uh, insurance we had. I've been item looking at the itemization of these bills. Everybody got to get paid. If you go in for surgery, you're not just paying the hospital. The anesthesiologist has to get paid. The nurse, there's medications, there's equipment, there's testing. Everything has a line item. But the price is so, it's like, yeah, you want want the best quality stuff. But I always say, you can pay for quality, Mm -hmm. but still have garbage. But you ever notice, like, just to look at, and I want to, I can only use contractor. Look at how much quality stuff you buy. Use for a contractor, but like a surgeon, if they're not implementing it properly, you mm. paid all that money for that new heart, and the doctor didn't do the surgery right. Now that new heart, wow. and that's why they have to have malpractice insurance. Right. That's one of the reasons why they have to have malpractice insurance because one wrong move. One leaving one thing inside of someone's body that ain't supposed to be there. And like those sponges. You ever saw in the news people get sponges and gauze they find in their body? Yes. Was it called toxic shock, something or other? Yes. It's like it's ridiculous. I'm like, this doesn't make no sense. I mean, thank God I wasn't on that level. We have to be so careful. In, in just even in going into clinics and just a quick shout out uh, to my sister, Dr. Dana McKellar and Taka, the founder of the Campus of Care, Global Healthcare Corporation. She teaches us to be mindful of some of the disparities that exist in healthcare. When you walk yep. into these emergency rooms, especially in low income areas, and I've watched documentaries about this. I, w- I like to watch documentaries about hospitals and how when it's a low income community, predominantly with, with people of our color or marginalized people, as we would call it, they shortcut because there's so many people, they may not always give them the best. They give them what they can to get to the next person because it's too crowded. So the overcrowded- you know what it is, though? Mm-hmm. When you got 
under quote unquote, if you have that Blue Cross Blue Shield or any other type of good yep. insurance, you get better service. Because I noticed that yeah. it happened to me. Let me give you another example of what I went through this back in 04. I had like a, when I first started getting sick, went through all the stuff in the hospital, went to the rehab, and my job, former job, I paid for two months. So the, it ended in mm-hmm. June. When the second week in July, they shipped me home with nothing because the insurance stopped paying. Here's the kicker. Medicaid don't pick you up for six months. You got to be six months without insurance. I said, here I am. I can't walk. I can't do nothing by myself. But instead of the nursing home sending me back to the hospital, they sent me home Mm -hmm. with a walker that I could not use. Wow. No assistance because they said, well, you don't have insurance. And I said, really? I said, if I was somebody else in that same position, Mm -hmm. I believe they would have sent me back to the hospital. I said, you can't send me back to the hospital? So fast forward, I was home for 24 hours and went back to the hospital the next morning. I had to crawl to the bathroom and lift myself up on the toilet via the tub, climb back down on the floor, crawl to the door, make sure the front door was unlocked, and then crawl back to my cell phone and go to the hospital. Who does that? But, and some people say, why you go back to the nurse home? It has nothing to do with the nursing home. For me, the CNAs that were there and the staff that were there were great staff. They were mm-hmm. good. They helped me. But mm-hmm. it was the executives that didn't give a, if I can say, didn't give a damn about nothing. They only looking at the bottom line. Mm-hmm. If you're not bringing them money, you got to get out. But this is why my sister always says you have to educate yourselves. And she she right. has suggested that we everybody get a law degree, <laughs> a, a, a law degree and a business degree, because it's so many things that the average person doesn't know in right. terms of our rights, even when it comes to medical care. We right. assume that when we make an appointment, we show up that that person is going to give us the absolute best. You cannot assume that. Right. You should demand that. But you can't make that assumption. You have to. And and to me, my opinion is, and we're going to get back to our our topic. The more you show them that you know a little something, they'll straighten up. The more questions you ask and the more you show that you are paying attention to things and you've done at least some research. My father got sick and we had to put him in a rehab facility. And when I, I was going every day before work to make sure they understood this patient right here has a daughter, me, who's watching you. I don't play when it comes to my daddy. You're going to give him his baths, his food, his whatever, as you're supposed to. This ain't going to be one that's going to be just left in the corner to die. No. I w- And we got to make time so I can share my story and the, the good and the bad I went through as an educational tool of the do's and don'ts yeah. and what you should pay attention to from the hospital to the nursing home. That's going to be a whole series because what, since we are talking about our topic is time waits for no man, what are you going to do? Part of what we need to do is be diligent. And like you said, educate ourselves. Yes. Because at our age, most of us don't realize 
Like I got, I've been in a wheelchair since I was 32. I didn't, okay. I didn't plan this. So mm -hmm. if I had really took the time and educated myself, I would have had those things like long-term, short-term disability. Okay. Most people don't educate Ooh, that's, that's a whole topic there. I'm dealing with that right now. You never but, anticipate being hurt, injured, stressed, sick. You assume you're going to- Because the littlest thing. Yes. Can I just enlighten you on this for me? All yes. of this started because I had a flu shot. If I Whoa. never had that flu shot, it's a 50-50 chance this would have never happened to me. As soon as I had the flu shot, six months later, less than six months later, I was in a wheelchair. Wow, sis. My so God. And I, be clear, I'm not anti-flu shot. I believe in flu shots. But you have to understand, not everybody can get the flu shot. Okay. Okay. Some people have an allergy. I cannot take a near another flu shot, pneumonia. Um, I can't even do COVID shots. I can't do none of those vaccines. Wow. But that, that goes back to the fact that we are all different chemically. Right. Internally, and we, our body DNA is different. Yeah. So we need we need to make sure that we are understanding that what one person may be able to tolerate, another person may not. That means you're going to have to keep your records when you go from doctor to doctor. Right. Of your own records. Look at and them. You can get all that online too. They have the online yeah. things. We have what's called MyChart. Our, our major hospital networks in Detroit and the surrounding suburbs all have these portals. That's the new right. thing. Everything is now online for you. And even when you leave the doctor's office and they hand you a physical document, like a check-in sheet or a summary, keep those. Read over those. Now we can take pictures with our phones now. Yes. And also, I, I throw this recommendation out to the watchers. Everybody at one time or another needs to go and do like an allergy testing and mm -hmm. test from everything from A to Z. Vaccines, okay. food. Allergy testing, y'all. I heard that. Yes. Do an allergy. And it's not going to be easy. It's going to be a little painful and awkward. You're going to feel weird. But it's better to know what you're allergic to now yes. in the hospital when you're almost dying. And that's why if you if you remember going to the doctors and hospitals and you may complain about all the questions they ask because they have to know what your allergies are. If they give you penicillin or antibiotics or whatever or use latex gloves and you have a, a you know, a reaction, then that's a problem. They have to know what materials and what substances your body rejects, which means you have to know it. And if you're married, Remember, and I'm sure, know look, because me and you are in the same age, but even though I'm older, but growing up, didn't, didn't you have the pink penicillin in the liquid form? Or did you have the tablets? Mm -hmm. I had the pink penicillin in the liquid. When it got to the know. tablets, the way they make the tablets, yeah, yeah, the tablets are made differently than the way the pink was. Not just because the form, but the formula. Because I was fine with the pink penicillin, but the tablets, I can't take that anymore. So I can't use none of that. A lot of stuff I'm allergic to. I was never allergic to as a kid. 
So I'm allergic. So that to means them. we need to be mindful. We got to be mindful of what our allergies are. When you go to your doctors, make sure in your in your account, whenever they bring up your medical ID number, they have documentation of of special right. instructions. Uh, if you even down to your emergency contact, down right. to who they should be calling. And for some people who don't have family, you're going to need to get a close friend. Right. That they can't, if there's something wrong with you, they got to get a hold of somebody. That means you're going to have to make some connections because they got to be able to reach someone in case something. Someone you can trust to handle your finances mm-hmm. and medical conditions and everything. Absolutely. Absolutely. So tonight, what was on my mind why I called this show, Time Waits for No Man, What Will You Do? We oftentimes find ourselves saying, I don't have time. There aren't enough hours in a day. And I thought about that. Yes, it is. If God designed there to be 24 hours in a day, he can't give you no more. It's it's, going to fall back on what you do with the time you have. It's like you said, manage your time. It's the management and making sure you factor in rest. Right. Many of us have gotten to the point now where we become functionally dysfunctional on one hour of sleep, two hours of sleep. And we're going to have to have my sister, Erica Jackson is a sleep specialist. And I can't wait to have her on because she does talk to her. He does a presentation about sleep. She works in the field of sleep study where she understands what's happening neurologically to us when we're sleeping and what happens when we don't sleep. There's so many consequences to not sleeping and sleep deprivation and insomnia. If we're up all night and I'm guilty of this, please know being a business owner. Um, every time I roll over, I'm grabbing my phone. Look, I've been seeing you up there. I'm up there it's like, yeah, up here, but I'm up there too. But what am I talking about? I'm looking to see if anybody's buying jewelry, what's going on. And what my therapist told me is the blue light from the phone makes you stay awake. And for me, it was contributing to my migraines. The last couple of years, I have had extreme migraines, many of them stress-induced. The blue light of the phone triggers that. My therapist suggested, and this is going to make some people a little uncomfortable, that your phone at night is plugged up in a whole different room. I was just going to say that to you, too. You got to get it. You may not be able to handle that. But and I have a studio apartment, and it's hard. So I keep mine away from my bed. I don't away from your bed. bed. Yes, because we, we are not getting enough consistent uninterrupted restful restorative sleep right you might be closing your eyes at night but if you're constantly worrying about finances in your sleep you're constantly crunching numbers in your sleep you're grabbing the phone looking to see if somebody ordered something you're grabbing to respond to the customers at 2 a.m we gotta do something differently in this new mm-hmm. season because we have the same amount of time given to us each day. What changes is how much you allot for different things. So we got to factor in our eight hours of sleep. You got to factor in your travel time. You got to factor in your time of worship. 
Yes, yes, I said that because we are waking up in the morning, you know, ready to run and ready to go, but we're not even getting our minds focused and even saying, Lord, thank you for this day. I used to, as a child, my grandmother would be up at whew, sometimes three and four in the morning because she was the prayer warrior of her circle. So her phone would ring it and my mom's too. This is, and I, and mine too, sometimes we're, we're, we have the mandate of prayer on our family. The majority of my grandmother's sisters are preachers or singers. So my family has this, this mantle of prayer, encouragement, you know, ministry. We don't always have titles, but we do the work. So if you're getting up in the morning and you're not having that time to say, Lord, before I jump into my agenda for the day, before I get on the road and start getting frustrated and overwhelmed, let me pray over my day so that I can ease into it. And it may mean getting up an hour earlier. If you got to be at work and you ain't getting up, you, you got to be there at eight and you ain't up until 7.15, but you got a 45 minute drive, do the math. You're going to be late every day. And that alone is going to perpetuate anxiety. Right. I deal with anxiety. So your sacrifice may have to be getting up early so that you don't run into, oh my God, I can't find this. I can't find that. If you fly in by the seat of your pants everywhere you go, right. that is likely contributing to illness. You got to do something different in this season. We're going to have to make better decisions because many of us are operating in this, this rushing, hey, cousin, cousin Kenyatta, we're operating in this, this, this rushing type of thing. And what it does is it creates anxiety. When you rush and can't find your shoe, can't find your purse, can't find your keys, then you get on the road, it's traffic, a train to stop you. Oh my God, I can't believe it. I'm going to really be late. Now so you're you get to by the time you do get to work if you're going to work, you're already ready to go home soon as you walk in the door because mm -hmm. you're frazzled. And many of us are easily frazzled. So that means we are gonna have to do something different in this season with our time, which might mean you gotta go to bed at a reasonable hour. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. So some of, some of us who are up at two or three in the morning and on Hulu, Roku, and Tubi, we may have to pull back on, through the work week and give. Why you calling me out on this one, yo? We, we just gonna have to. Hey, we want we want to have to be able to manage our time and to not be anxious. We may have to say, okay, by ten o'clock, ten thirty, that's it. Put the phone somewhere else. Make it, and let me go back. My therapist, I tell you, therapy is the best content. She said to me, or she asked me, Latanya, describe your bedroom to me. I gave her one word. I said chaos. Because at the time, my, my then spouse was bringing home clothes, clothes, clothes from my now deceased uncle. May he rest in peace. And he was so excited. Oh, these have sentimental value. But your room ain't but so big. So you got to do what you can do to make the best of your space. And what my therapist told me, she said, if you get up out of your bed, the first thing you lay eyes on is what your mind attaches itself to. 
So if that's a mound of clothes, hear me, that's what's going to be on your mind through the night. Mm-hmm. And that's what's going to mess with your sleep. So whatever is in your direct sight in your bedroom, she don't even want you to put no TV in your bedroom. My therapist says shouldn't be no TV in your bedroom because the bedroom is for sleeping. And really only two things that go in the bedroom. Hmm. One is sleep and one is romantic stuff. Romantic stuff. I'm telling you, we're going to have to do things different. Now, I'm not telling you what to do in your house. That's on you. But we're talking about suggestions on how to, one, manage your time, and two, how to maneuver through life differently. If you're tired of taking anxiety medication, migraine medication, then we got to figure out what's fueling the migraines, what's fueling your anxiety, and make the necessary adjustments to your life. Which means I'm gonna suggest this to people before you okay. go on. One thing is like before you go to bed, light some scented candles. Oh, I love aromatherapy. That's serious. And like I'm I glad just you got said that because there are certain one. candles that I use from Bad Body Works. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I have to admit, Avon has some good smelling ones, not just because I sell it, because I do low-key think they're a little expensive, but they smell good as all get out. I love lavender. Something, and I just got hooked on lavender lotion. I mean, it doesn't help with the dryness. It's good, but the the scent is good. At least I can put it on like certain parts of my body, and it's relaxing. The Febreze and stuff. All that for me, I love. Got hooked on lavender scent, but you there's so many different scents out that make you feel good and relaxed. You can choose from a variety of scents. They got. Apple snapper, waterberry, and all these different ones. I mean, ones I don't me is the eucalyptus. I go and I feel my tooth trying to rise up, so we ain't gonna be on much longer because my tooth is rising up. And one thing, let me say this too: if you're commenting and I don't see it, please forgive me. Um, because some of my platforms are not responding, but Bath and Body Works has a line called aromatherapy, lavender, eucalyptus, peppermint meant there are certain essential oils that give a certain feeling or a certain calm eucalyptus and mint is mine i use the body wash so that means in the morning when i get up i'm washing the turbulence of yesterday off of me with the eucalyptus and mint shower gel and when you and it's got the oils in it and the candle when you burn it and the wax melts, you can use the wax on your body. So it's it double as a candle and oils. Especially if you find the one that's all natural too. The yes. Oil, because you got to remember your skin allergies. So test it on yes. your and make Do sure you sell those in Avon, Sinette? Yeah, they have different ones. They have different aromatherapy. Some you can put on your body. Some you can't. So you have to read the label. So when we get done tonight, I'm going to have you put your link in the comments. Okay. We're doing things in this season, y'all. We got to find things that are going to help us to be able to cope and maintain. And if there's a product or a scent that invokes uh, a a spirit of peace over you, we got to get that. And I'm telling you that that scent that I use 
not all of them work for me. Some of them just don't. Everybody has their own thing. You get personal like, eucalyptus for me. It's got that mentholy kind of feel, and it feels clean, and it smells. It's, it's a stress. It's called stress relief. Thank you, Holy Ghost. It's called eucalyptus and mint stress relief. And I have used that for years. So when you right. are getting up in the morning, and first of all, let's go back. I suggest some people ain't showering and bathing every day. I don't, I don't know where you come from, but I, I'm gonna suggest getting you a good shower every day. If you have showers in in your home or bathtub, make use of it. Some people don't even have it, but if you got it at your disposal. Because there is something miraculous that happens in a shower when that water is, is cleansing you of all the ridiculous flim flam of the previous day and you get a whole fresh start. There's something super spiritual for me about a shower. It may sound fundamental and funny, but it's just something about a shower. When I Even if I get up feeling bad, once I get that good shower and many of us listen to gospel music in the shower or put on your favorite podcast, put on... Put on my podcast while you're in the shower. And, and you know what else you can do to go along with what you said? And it's going to also sound a little silly. And I don't do it, but I believe it. We have to start drinking more water. Oh. And clean our insides out. I don't do it, but I know I should. I know. Ooh, I drink to that. I drink to that. And the cranberry do something to help you pee. If I say pee, I'm going to say pee more. It's something that helps you pee more so you can pee away all that mess inside your well, body. We gotta find the right kind of juices too, because some of this stuff is 99% sugar and 1% right. cranberry. So we it's may have to look at the label. label. Look because, at the label. Because some one of my favorite ones, they do have some with no sugar added. Okay. It tastes it tastes really tart. It yeah, gets, it is. Cherry, it gets, cherry and cranberry is a tart, a tart taste. But if you're that one that has a blender and believes in making, you can make your own. Buy the fruit in the grocery store. Sometimes it's a little cheaper to buy it and make it yourself. If you get the right fresh fruit, you get that frozen fruit in the freezer. Sometimes that's better than the one in the produce section. Yes. Because it's already cold. It's already iced up. And you ain't got to add no ice cubes. You ain't got to make your little... What they call them things, those little um, blender thing, jiggle machines, a little Nutri or whatever they call them. Get one of those. Mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. Yep. We are talking about doing things differently. If you're just joining us, thank you for tuning in. I am LHG. I am the host of Critical Conversations. My, my girl, Sunette, is hanging with me. The topic is time waits for no man. What will you do? We are talking about actions that we can do to make our lives, the quality of our lives better. As fundamental as going to the doctor regularly, ladies and gentlemen, mm -hmm. as fundamental as, as going to the dentist, trying to hold on because these raggedy teeth I'm dealing with today, scoundrels. But I will be in the dentist chair on Tuesday. Pray my strength in the Lord that my days will be long upon the earth because this tooth right here is throbbing. I've been popping pills. I don't want to be a pill popper. But we have to take care of our bodies and our minds. So speaking of minds, okay, those of you who 
are looking to expand your business or go back to school, let's do it. What are you waiting on? I just went to a free webinar. I love free. Now, they are going to advertise some paid for stuff, but if they say free, normally LHG is in there. Find you some free masterclasses. If you want to go to school, I want to go to school. So let's get together and find where the grants and the scholarships are. I don't want no more student loan debt. Right. Because mine ain't been forgiven yet. Papa's birthday ain't forgave mine yet. I'm still waiting on that on, on, on that to happen. But I'm just believing God that if, if you have been wanting to do something, y'all, now is the time to move toward making it happen. We get so caught up and, and, and please hear me and, and don't don't misunderstand. I am the biggest supporter of my sisters and brothers in business as there could ever be. But even in my support for them, I got to choose me now. Right. So I may have to support them a bit less and start activating my own skills and abilities for what God has given me. Some of us have become very comfortable helping everybody out. There is a such thing as a ministry of helps. Beautiful. But others, like myself, you feel that burning inside of you where it's time to launch forth all the journaling that we've been doing and the praying and the writing out the business plans. And it's time to implement. Somebody put that in the comments. It's implementation time. So if you have the kind of day where you have some downtime and you can tune in to a Zoom for 30 minutes here, tune in to something for our invest in yourself. Many right. companies are starting to offer learning and development courses. Crazy party is in my situation. My com Our company was offering, oh, oh, emerging this and we want you to to tap into this and unlearn this, but you got to go to your boss and get permission. And what if you got a boss that don't believe in you? Then that means you got to do it on your own time. Right. So if that means you get off work at 5 p.m. and the Zoom is from 6 to 8, take that two hours and invest it in your business. Because some right. of these leaders on these jobs are only in it for themselves. I, I'm just crazy enough to believe that as a leader, you should be able to say to your employee, I hear you want to do X, Y, Z. I want to help you achieve that. Even if it means you end up leaving my department. I'm not crazy. I don't really make anybody feel they call it good karma. You do good for somebody, somebody yes. do good for you. Because I feel as though people tend to feel stuck in positions because their leadership is making them believe your work ain't no good anywhere else but here. That's a lie. They're lying to you. And if mm -hmm. God opens a door for you to do something else and get promotions and even lateral moves, learning something different, ain't nothing wrong with that. I've done that. But some of these, these companies and these employers and these leaders want you to stay with them forever. Now, if you want to, that's fine. But I feel if I'm going to be... But I'd rather have the best working with me than those who hate working with me. Because yep. they'll put more 
effort into doing yes. a better job. Yes. And even if a person moves on from your area, you hire somebody else. Right. You train the next up and coming entrepreneur, I'm an entrepreneur, the next employee coming in, the next up and coming, you know, person that wants to learn and that's thirsty. Stop making people feel that, that their, their gifts can only be in operation with you. And that goes for ministries too in churches. I'd rather have to, you need that work experience and that educational yes. experience. You need it all. And that common sense don't hurt neither. You got to have a little hey, common sense. Take what you can learn where God places you, because I believe God places you in different jobs for reasons and seasons. I just knew at a certain point after I got to my 20th year that my season in that capacity was coming to, I felt it every day. You, I don't know about y'all, but I can feel in my spirit when something is coming to an end. Mm -hmm. Whether it's a relationship, a job, a, a friendship, some of us can feel and discern that this assignment, sometimes I get it wrong. But other times I'm like, oof, it's becoming harder and harder for me to come in here. I'm crying all the way here. I got headaches, heartaches, migraines, anxiety, depression. Coming you're here. at work cleaning out what you're going to do when you get off work. How that, how that makes sense. You're starting on Monday looking for Friday. Okay. I don't want I don't want to live like that. I don't That's I want to be able to get up in the morning so excited about what I'm doing ready to get out here and do what God has called me to do that I don't even want to stop. It was time to go already. Oh Lord, where did time go? I want to stay a little longer. That's the kind of stuff I'm looking for. It's called being fulfilled. It's mm -hmm. one thing to have to have corporate um, development and climb the ladder. That's cute. But now at almost 50, I have tapped into the personal fulfillment. I want to fulfill uh, my purpose and impact people in a life-changing way. And all that we learn in the corporate capacity can be used in a nonprofit, in your own business. No one can take your skills from you. They're your skills. Right. You may leave a company, but the skills you learn, they can't open your brain up and get a spoon in school. That's ours. That, that's ours right there. They can't do that. They probably wish they could. But you take your expertise and knowledge wherever you go. Right. Wherever you go. So since we're talking about time, I started doing power hour on Mondays. The time kind of changes, but it's normally between 1 and 2.30. 60 minutes on Mondays where we talk about, okay, y'all, what do we have to do this week? Do you have a planner? Are your doctor's appointments, dentist appointments, all change appointments is everything in your planner where you can see it because many of us are getting overwhelmed because we don't have a system of scheduling. We haphazardly just doing stuff and relying on the memory and that's too much pressure. Mm -hmm. We got old school planners. You got your phone with a notebook in it. You got calendars. There's so many things. You got post-it notes. You got things you can use. I love my planner. I don't always do right by it. 
I'm getting, that's why I do power hour to make myself accountable. So between Sunday night and Monday morning, you should have your plan. Well, I, well, I will say between Saturday night and Sunday night, maybe start having your plan. Maybe even Friday evening before you leave work. Before I leave, the last hour of my work day on Friday evening is to plan for next week. Right. Let me see what meetings I have, what appointments I have. That way I have at least a snapshot view of what's critical for the following week. We got to do stuff that makes life simpler for us. Right. And that's going to look different for you than it does for me. Because in my old way, Sunday nights in it, I would be up all night because I didn't want to go to sleep. Because I did not like Monday. Monday meant I had to go back to that job. And I thought in my brain, sounds crazy, that the later I stay up Sunday, I can stretch my weekend out. Because I was under so much stress and turmoil. Right. So much stress. I was trying to stretch that weekend. Sunday night was just, I was just toiling in my brain. I wasn't sleeping. Monday morning, you're a mess because your head hurts. Wake up with a migraine. Has anybody out there ever woke up with a migraine? Mm -hmm. You will sleep. But how in the world you wake up with a migraine? What in the world? All that stuff you was thinking about in your dream, Leon. Now that you're awake, now you can really think about it. Think about it. Yes. Yes, exactly. So the planner helps you set aside and you can have one for personal and one for work. We used to use what's called Outlook, Outlook calendar for work, where you have your day set out. Well, I have to do a one-on-one with this employee. I got a meeting with the boss here. Use whatever you got to use to make sure you are setting up your day in a way where it's not super overwhelming. And that means tell people, stop signing you up for meetings at 4.30 in the evening. If you work nine to five, stop letting people sign you up for 4.30 meetings. Okay. That make you be there until eight. Put so some that's you ain't getting paid for that extra meeting. No. no. Put, on, put, put on your calendar Block out, block out three o'clock and down. How about that? Three to five, five o'clock. I'm out. If you want to meet with me, make it before three. Right. Because we have, we have normalized allowing these bosses and leaders and employers to, to just throw you in meetings on a whim. And as a salary employee, I wasn't getting no extra money. No. And even if you're an hourly, you know they don't want to pay hourly extra. Right. They don't want to pay you extra. And I'm going to add to what you said also with the planner. Because I have to do this myself. I used to be very organized about this. But we have to organize our home desk, our work desk. We got to get start organizing stuff. Because I make it like my my organization is a little OCD-ish. Okay. But I need it because I have help. So it makes it easier okay. for me to tell the, my age and where the stuff is. But mm-hmm. when you have it organized, not only your quote-unquote work or whatever, but your personal business paper, when you go to do your taxes, everything should be in that 
folder for tax. Mm. To do this, you gotta. We gotta organize it. You got one tax box, half as personal, half as business, but wow. it's all in one box. And, and that makes me think about when 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 you go purchase things, and you should have your especially major purchases, keeping an envelope for receipts or just or whatever you purchase. But and, and also, most mm-hmm. people like when you're buying, like let's say a TV, something that that certain things you that you need on a separate receipt. And some people say, "Oh God, that's too much." But think about it when you fill out your warranty. Now you got you got that receipt for just that thing. You don't have to look through a real long receipt. When like if what if you use something for it, you claim on your taxes. As mm-hmm. a business owner that does taxes, you might buy ink for your or paper. You gotta buy all that business stuff on a separate receipt. Yes. And all your medical stuff, like I have to buy medical stuff. Like whether it's Tylenol or whatever, it has to be in a separate receipt so I can do it for my housing determination stuff. So it's annoying to ring up multiple transactions, but mm-hmm. when you go file your taxes, it's so much more easier instead of looking through one long receipt. You keep everything separate. Something happens to that TV, the receipt is in that thing. And you don't have to look through the whole receipt. Because mm-hmm. the other receipt might have stuff and you want to throw that receipt away. But now you got to keep that receipt because it has your TV on it. And I just ended up, when we talked about on Power Hour about a month ago, having different emails. I just finally set up one for my different businesses because I, I'm still cleaning out my main email. And you don't want to miss out on people's communications because you have so many but having separate emails for different purposes will at least give you different areas where you keep information we've got to do things differently y'all but also too i'm gonna say this to you too the biggest thing you have to do have one email for all social media okay anything facebook myspace um all of them instagram Put, don't put that on your main, anything like I said before. You don't want your social media emails to be going to your banking emails. You want two separate things. Okay. Because think about how many times you hear certain social medias have been hacked. And once they get to, and think about it, and I always tell people, don't put your phone number unless it's a separate phone. But don't put anything associated with your banking or your, you have that pay, pay thing you use. Don't put that on your social media page. Okay. I mean, it's annoying to have two separate phones. But do you really want someone to hack into your social media account and get into your phone? And right. you think about it. They're doing that stuff nowadays. It's That's so much going on. And, and I, I just went to... Um, a seminar at our local library talking about doing things differently in this season take advantage of webinars seminars even at your local library i'm at the library almost every day uh and they did a discussion about how to prevent scams and it was designed for seniors but it gave me great information just you know i'm about to be a senior i'm i so i'm i'm with them 
but it talked about how to identify certain text messages and emails that are spam. They call it is phishing, vishing, and smishing. Mm-hmm. Three different things. You got the ones that come in through text, coming through phone call, and coming through email. We're getting these fake, fictitious emails with these links that are that can be viruses and that can open you up to being um, hacked. Whereas people are asking for banking information, right. we have got to we got to put our thinking caps on. If something looks suspicious, if something is spelled wrong, because a lot of these scammers are are very. But you know, I've not told you that before. Sometimes things are spelled right because look at how many like they have that some emails are legitimate emails it's like such and such dot ca, mm-hmm. and that's like a Canadian type mm-hmm. of website yeah so th- my thing is if you don't if you don't talk to nobody in canada then i wouldn't right. click on it there it is and it could be legitimate be. but unless you sent the email to a comedian email address you shouldn't be expecting something from somebody That's in canada and then be- with these people who claim to be the irs the IRS isn't calling you asking you for payments through text message. Right. They do letters. I've gotten, you know, certified mail from them. But, but they're not as, even doing emails. They do primarily nope, letters. It's letters. And a lot of them are the ones that are really important are certified letters. So just right. because it comes on your phone doesn't mean it's real. They can call out your name. Latanya Harris Gooden. Okay, people people buy information from people. And Don't, they see it on our social media page. Yes, yes, that too. And that leads me to the fact that we may have to not share as much. Right. I was told, don't even put your birthday on social media. Your date of birth can be linked to your, your private information. True, that is true. I haven't taken mine down yet. But that is so true. They're finding ways. Uh, one thing we talked about too, and uh, one of my sisters, um, Dana, she she kind of hit me to this. When you're on your computer or, or on your phone, the new iPhone updates wants to remember all your passwords. She says, don't do that. Because if you ever lose your phone or someone hacks in your phone, they can log into your banking because it's all... It's all saved. Every password is saved. I keep my passwords in a separate place. But as far as saving it in the computer, it may be convenient and fast. But what if that device is stolen? Now someone literally can get into your cash app, your sale, and and wipe you out. We've got to do things differently. We're getting ready to wrap up. We've got to do things differently in this time. Many of us have been through a lot. Whether it's financial stressors, whether it's relationship changes, um, I am about to be single for the first time in seven years. And am I looking forward to Come it? Come on over to the single club. It's fun. Hey, I, I, I'm ready for peace. Peace party of one. Peace party Amen. one. But we, we're going through so many changes, health changes, but we can't allow these changes to consume us so much that we don't open up our eyes and start to do things differently to make sure we are taking care of ourselves. 
and being smarter in our decision making. I want to make godly decisions. We're going to have to get educated on some stuff, y'all. Right. We've been using a lot of ex- I didn't know that. I didn't know that. I don't know. We don't know everything, but there are some people who that we are connected to that have knowledge. Get you some good connections. I want to always be teachable. I love information. This morning I was in a Zoom with one of my mentors, Elder Tabitha Goodner. Uh, shout out to her. She does a quarterly Iron Sharpens Iron Zoom where she brings a word and she has other ministers and people come in and speak. And it was so seven in the morning on a Saturday. But I knew, I knew in my spirit, it was going to be something that I needed. So I didn't mind sacrificing that. I was up anyway. I didn't mind getting up, getting my notebook, getting my pen to get a word for my life. What are you doing with your time? Are you in Bible study? Are you attending services? Are you going to school? What are you doing to better yourself in those seven dimensions we talked about? And that's why I do what I do with this show. I want us to discuss how, not just the what, but the how. How do we do things differently? What's the solution? How do I go back to school? How do I do better financially? I'm going to be bringing in guests 2024. I'm hitting the ground heavy. And to those people who are experts in finance, in the medical field, in law, I need you. I want I'm you here. To I don't have a degree, but I can give you examples of what I and, learned. And that's why I love having you on, Sinet, because you have a, a lot of knowledge and all kind of stuff, all kind of topics. I'm no, I'm no dumb in everything. I try to learn a little bit of everything. I'm not an expert. We need but to I like to hear what I know. Yes. And sometimes we may not have a degree in something, but our experiences have taught us a lot. Okay. The song says experience is a good teacher. It is. And it kept me out of jail. So my experience See? is doing something. See, there it is. There it is. So I'm <laughs> going to get off here. Sinead, I thank you. My tooth is starting to rise up and I'm going to go get, put it back on the altar. I love you all. Get in somebody's church tomorrow if you can, whether it's in person or virtually. And I'm going to be back on Monday for Power Hour. We are going to be talking about, I want to finish this on time management, not overloading your to-do list. Because if you put too many items on your to-do list, you will feel defeated. Right. If you have 30 things on the list and you only check out check off three, you're going to feel defeated. But if you only have five and you check off three, You'll feel as though you've accomplished something. A lot of this thing, this stuff is mental. We got to make sure we're not overloading ourselves right. and setting ourselves up for failure. Even on your job, you are only one person. If you only work eight hours, take your lunch, take your break, and give them what you can give them in that eight hours. Do not tap into your health so much to where you can't even hardly get to your car. That was me. I was crawl into my car after a day of work 10 12 14 hours a day and still not even getting halfway done with stuff coming at me okay we have got to speaking up for ourselves even in our employment right 
speak up. You're not a robot. They're they're trying to allow robots to come in and take our jobs and artificial intelligence and all that. But they still need people to do something. That AI stuff ain't going to fix the problem. Because like I said real quick, I told you before, a lot of stores are getting rid of the self-checkout. Because they are found they? that they... Yeah, because they're losing product. People are stealing. Wow. You, you can't watch everybody. Because wow. the people that get to watch them, they might as well be the cashier. See? So wow. a lot of stores are getting... Not in a whole, but they're going from 10 self-checkout down to like one or two. They're taking it in increments. Yeah. So okay. they're going to leave, like I said, one or two. But if okay. you're, like if you're on your break and you just got a soda, you can go but through as that. As a business, there. as a company, they have to think about the whole, how much money they lose in stolen items versus saving money with having a self-checkout. They got to weigh it. And think about it, the self-checkout um, requires power, requires you got to fix it if it breaks down, you got to hire an yeah. IT person to come do it. Someone is still meaning that AI equipment. Yes. So you're paying somebody right. somewhere. Right. So it is good. That's a whole other thing we got to talk about, too. We're going to talk about that, too. Well, Sinead, I thank you so much. I thank you all. If you all were giving me comments and I didn't see them, forgive me. I'm still working on um, some technical issues, but I will respond to them. Love you all. I'll be back Monday at 2.30 for Power Hour. Have a good evening, everybody. Good night. Love y'all. Good night.